Coming live from California, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Tracy Hazard, CEO and co-founder of Poditize, podcast host, podcast strategist, columnist, and several other things, uh, which will be difficult for me to name all of them in this short span of time. So welcome to the show, Tracy. Nice to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to talking with you and your audience today. Thank you, Tracy. And as the topic says, how to determine if a podcast is of value. And there's no better valuable person to talk about this valuable stuff at the moment. So Tracy, what is a podcast value all about? Well, there's different kinds of value. Like today we look at the typical industry value has set it as if it's not taking ads, then it's not a value. And that's a big mistake because 98% of the podcasts out there will never take ads. They will be like your show and my show where ads just don't make sense unless they're ads for our partners or people that we care about or significant sponsors that we have invested interest with. We just don't want to look at it in terms of advertisers. That's just not the way podcasting works. Podcasting is very different. Uh, many of us would never put an advertisement on our own website why would we do the same thing on our podcast? So we need to flip the value and to start looking at it of, am I building business value? Am I building audience value? Am I building a different alternative value that has significant return on investment of my time, of my money? That's the way we need to look at podcasting, looking at it as a direct response marketing model. Right, right. Now let's look at today, this show, let's look at the value of a podcast from a business point of view, from businesses point of view, small business, large business brands, if they want to associate with a podcast, how would they know if the podcast is right for them? Because in India, the podcast fever is spreading fast and a lot of people are doing video podcast and brands, you know, would prefer to go for a video podcast and how do they know now at this rate the way they are getting information about podcast uh, it is very difficult for them to decide or to know uh, exactly which one to approach uh, for their kind of audience or to talk to their audience so how does it work for them and this is let's find out this part of the value for them well i you know a secret that I haven't, we haven't announced the date yet, but we're coming out with a new tool that you'll be able to use at Poditize called okay. Podlister. And you'll be okay. able to use that to actually determine the value. But the value, I'm going to just tell you, is it's cumbersome. And so that's why we built a tool that would automate that process. But if I know who I want to be in front of, so I know that I want to reach like in my case, I want to reach existing podcasters, right? So I want to talk right. to other podcasters. 
what's the fastest path for me to get there? If you're a financial manager and you want to reach accountants because they're your best referral partners, how do you make a show that's attractive to accountants? So like it's just really a, an, an audience match issue. And that doesn't come through in the description of our show. It doesn't come through in our rankings on iTunes or Apple podcasts. It doesn't come through in the statistics of the show because I might have a hundred listeners to my show, but they might spend tens of thousands of dollars a year and they may be extremely worthwhile for you to be in front of as opposed to an audience of a million where there might be one or two people who care about what you have to say because it's so broad. So we really need to dial it in and look at it from what we call the neighborhood perspective. So if I'm looking at a podcast as a, an, as a piece of real estate, Right. So if I'm going to come on the show and be a guest, if I'm going to sponsor the show, if I'm going to sell my book over the show, if I'm going to do those things, I need to know this neighborhood has the right value for me, it has the right type of people in it. Or what's the point if I you know, if I'm selling a book that is, you know, in Spanish and I'm in, you know, Michigan, it's probably not going to do so well. Right. So I need to really think about where is my neighborhood and how is it doing there? And is this the right audience for me? And the only way to get at that is complex. It's to actually listen to the show. It's to check it out. It's to understand deeply what the mission of their host is. And we can't really tell that because podcasts are not tracked by what is said on the show. It's only tracked by what you write in the title what you write in your description, right? So there's not enough information there. That's where we flipped it. In our new tool, we actually track everything. We track now, that you have talked, now, now that you have talked about the new tool, uh, please share as much as possible about the new tool. So <laughs> that, you know, because my question would be that who does this, you know, uh, decision making if the podcast is right for a business or a brand or not who is going to be is it going to be the ceo is it going to be the marketing head is it going to be their advertising agency is is it going to be their public relations firm or is it going to be somebody as specialist that you people are so who is it that is going to determine the value or the right uh, fit for a particular business podcast business well, we're lucky enough that we produced a thousand over a thousand shows at Podetize. So because we've done that, we see a pattern of what works and what doesn't work. We see of where people make money and where people don't make money. And we see what's going on in that. And some of the key things that we look at are, are you repurposing your show properly? So if you're doing video and audio, you get bonus points because video means you've got, um, you're, you're putting it out on YouTube, you're live streaming it, you're doing something else with that video that is going to be useful to have whoever wants to promote their stuff on your show, right? So if there's someone coming on as a guest or if there's an advertiser, sponsor, or partner, whatever that might be, this is what, what's going well. And if you're doing it for yourself, video does extremely well in social media. So we want to make sure that that's there. So if you've got video and audio, you've got bonus points already. If you're then going and repurposing and putting it, embedding it in a blog, putting out 
uh, social media posts, video clips, memes, audiograms, any of those things, if you're repurposing in that world, you are 10 times better than the next host who's just putting out the podcast. And there's a huge, significant difference in value return on investment for doing those other things than there is for just doing the podcast. Then we show that some of our clients, um, in fact, the majority of them, probably well over 80% of them, get more new listeners from Google, from their blog, being out there promoting the show, so through search, than it does from within the apps, from within podcast apps like Apple and Spotify. They get more new listeners from outside that. Right, right. Now, uh, Tracy, if a business or a brand uh, collaborates with a podcast or a podcaster, what is the best deal for them? Should they go and sponsor the show? Should they go uh, and sponsor some advertisements? One one thing here and there. What should be it would be the best deal for them so that their brand comes out well, but at the same time they don't look all over the place as if all this content has been bought by them. Right. Well, we we prefer that I'm going to call it the sponsored series model. I think okay. that the sponsored series model is so underutilized and it has the highest value. Because look, if I'm going to say I'm going to sponsor 25 shows or seven shows, it doesn't really matter what that is, but I've sponsored those shows. And if if very few of them are just about me as the brand, but maybe one or two gives you like behind the scenes interviews. So I have a show called WTFFF, which is Fuse Filament Fabrication, which is a geeky show about 3D printing. And, and the show stopped producing. We did over 600 episodes and we were kind of done with it. And so Hewlett Packard found us and said, hey, wait a second. You guys rank on the first page of Google for 3D print podcasts. We'd love to rank there. Can we partner up with you? And let's do a limited edition series. And what they did was they gave us access to people who'd never been interviewed on a podcast before. So we got this cool behind the scenes interviews, which they didn't have any editorial rights to. They didn't get to change anything. They didn't get to edit it. They, we did our interviews with the people. They chose the people. We vetted them. And then that happened. So there was still editorial integrity in that process. And so we did 12 of those interviews. And then we took 12 pieces of content that we thought matched up with that. 12 uh, pieces that had things to do with sustainability, recyclable. Um, uh, it, because it was in the middle of COVID that this was coming out, we talked about supply chain continuity and other things like that. So we had content that sort of matched and married up with the interviews and complemented them. And we put the whole series together. They reviewed it. They approved it. But that was it. They got no say in the editorial content of it. And in right. that special series, every time we announced it, we said, hey, you know, this is really cool. We're getting this behind the scenes. This series is sponsored by HP, but look at the access they've given us. This is worth listening to. It was some of these are still today, even though we have 650 episodes of that show, these 25 episodes are the most played. 
And that usually only happens with your like early episodes. It doesn't happen that you end up with the most played as your most recent. That's rare. And so we have not produced any more episodes since we did that in 2020. And still today, it drives traffic to their webinar, which is the only call to action that they wanted from there. They weren't selling anything. They were just sponsoring a webinar to help people understand more about the power of 3D printing in supply chain management. That's what this whole webinar is about. It's a super interesting webinar and you'll get a lot out of it. And at the end, if you want to buy a printer, you can make a call with someone, but that's really not the point of it. And the traffic is steady still to this day for that. So that's a true partnership. That's a different way to look at your show. And as a host, you can command premium for that. Right. Right, Tracy. Now, uh, help me understand this for our audience that, you see, podcasting is a very important tool today, especially for marketing people. But marketing people have tried this. And several times they have so-called failed, either in product launches and even in any other marketing campaign. And that's why even though they are watching it, a lot of people do not know how exactly it will work for them or you can say it has failed for them now you know marketing advertising all these uh, you know part of this industry are very important for the podcasting industry also because if they understand the real value of podcasting and podcasters and the content it generates and there is a better assimilation then it will be beneficial for all of them but what is it that marketers don't understand about podcasting that their launches product launches have not done as per their expectations is it that they have not understand this tool better what is it that podcasting is all about that they should know and get the best benefit out of that because that is where the whole industry actually you know lies and there is a lot of value for everybody so the problem is, is that marketers and P publicists approach podcasting like radio, like TV. And it's not like radio or TV. It's not broadcast entertainment. There's a segment, a very small segment of the industry that is that way, that are celebrity talk shows, serial style podcasts that are scripted right? Those are a, just a tiny segment of the population of podcasts out there. And if you're approaching it as I want to market my stuff, I want to market myself, I want to market into podcasting, then the big miss is that you are not approaching it like guest blogging. It's much okay. more similar to guest blogging than it is to any other type of marketing method. And so guest blogging involves reciprocal relationships, matched audiences, cross-promotion, the uh, repurposing and resharing and social media bo boosts and all of those fun things that go along with it. Great SEO, right? All of those things have to be in it. But also more importantly, it's long tail content and it's not timely content. So it's timeless, meaning that if I listen to it today, 
tomorrow or a year from now, it's still valuable. If I'm looking to promote something that has to be done right at this moment, I should just go on radio because that's the only people who are going to care about it, care about it, and forget about it tomorrow. If I want something that is going to last and be a long-term promotion for my brand, then I need to look at podcasting as that solution. It's much more sustainable from a long-term perspective if I use it properly. But if I'm going on there to do sound bites, and then, you know, I have to say, uh, guests prepped by publicists are some of the worst guests I've ever had on my show because they say the same thing on every single show. They say them in sound bites and they don't understand that they need to connect with the audience. They, they, I need to build trust with your audience while I'm here today. I need to get them to believe that. I care about them. I care about the industry. I care about these things, which I truly do. But I need to get that across. And I can't do that if I do it in this pat little soundbite that just sounds too cool for school, right? It's just not going to work out it, for me because you're not making a direct connection. I memorize something and then I reiterate that. So right. that's where it doesn't work. And think about it from a blogging standpoint. What we know about SEO is that search engine optimization doesn't work if it's the same thing on every single blog. So if I blogged the same thing on a bunch of different sites, Google's not going to rank that. In fact, they're going to downgrade all of those sites and I hurt everybody. So repeat content is not what it's about. I need to be different on every show I guest on. It's a different approach. Okay. Okay. Now, in terms of, you know, value of a podcast, uh, the whole industry, everybody is watching this whole podcasting business from very close. Earlier, it was audio. Then they were listening and trying to understand. Then COVID came and suddenly it was video everywhere. <laughs> and video is spreading, you know, faster than wildfire. And they are just trying to figure out, even podcasters are trying to figure out whether we should go audio or video. For people like us, it was very natural to be in video and audio obviously came along with that. So it was, I mean, for me, it, I didn't even notice that there was a much, much of a difference. And additionally, I put it on medium and subsect because I just like putting it there so that there is a bit of, you know, better audience, more people can just go to get through to this particular content. But from an industry point of view, uh, they don't know where is this podcasting going. Should they watch it because it is important for them? Or should they just let it be and it will just, uh, you know, be history? What should be, what, what would be, you know, a lot of people have their own views, you know. And so, and there are, there are conspiracy theories also that several people do not want podcasting to be there for long, you know, for whatever reasons. So what is your, what would you like to tell them? You well, video doesn't last long enough. That's the reality of it. I love video as a starting point. I love this, what you're doing here, going live is actually beautifully effective because right. you're talking to your audience right at this moment. You're connecting them with them live. There's an energy to that that's really worth doing. And then, of course, save the video and do it. But what we know, Google just put out, Google for creators just put out some statistics that says that, and they own YouTube, remember this, they own YouTube, so they know these numbers. Videos remain relevant for no more than 20 days. That's its average. Podcasts, 
blogs remain relevant for over a year. And I can tell you from some of my clients who have podcasts that have been going on for many, many years, some of them are more than three years and still extremely relevant getting high levels of traffic to old shows. So there's a longevity and sustainability there that we don't see in any other media type in audio. And part of it is because people aren't taking podcasting seriously yet. They, they think that it's just fly by night because they're still looking at it like from that radio model where things are like almost self-deleting, right? And they aren't really lasting there. So my encouragement to you is to do all of it, right? To do video and audio because if you do both and then you do a really great job of sharing little shorts and little clips because Twitter lasts, lasts at maximum 15 minutes. That's what Google says. A Twitter post, whatever it is that you post, has its relevancy for 15 minutes. LinkedIn, it's got a day. YouTube, right. it's got 20 days. But podcasts and blogs, a year or more, that's worth keeping the home base for. So put it right. in your YouTube channel. Put it in your website. Keep it all there and keep the audio, video, and blog alive for your show because that's going to give you the maximum value long-term. Right. Right, Tracy. So for all the podcasters who are listening to this show and for also for me, do you think that people who are uh, posting videos or do, doing lives on YouTube, they should also put audio again on YouTube? Does that work better? So, no, I don't think, I think if you're putting the video out there, you don't need the, uh, like an audiogram version of it. No, just take the audio and move that to the podcasting ecosystem because it's its own search engine. So YouTube's one search engine and podcast Apple and Spotify are its own search engine. So you don't appear just because you have a video doesn't mean you necessarily appear in Spotify and, and Apple because you know, as much as Spotify would love everyone to be doing it, you have to host on anchor which is and, and it's just not a good system for your video only and the system is not really well done in terms of search so you have trouble searching for it so it's whatever spotify decides to push out and push out in order and so it has no there's no way for you to really make sure you're appearing at the right time and in the right place not like you can on youtube where you can you know you can build it with SEO, you can tag it properly, you can make sure you're showing up in search. So YouTube has its own home base and is different. But Apple Podcasts, I mean, the way video works there, like hardly anybody uses it. If you see the, the you know, read the statistics. Sure. And on our system, we host video and audio. So we have a hosting company that does both. So we see the difference there. And most of the time, we just create separated feeds, one for the video and one for the audio. Same content, just different media type, right? And that way we can track it separately as well. But here's what we see. We see 70% or more listen-through rates. So somebody at your show, 70% or more of it is listened through by, by your listeners. That's average. It, in video, we see 70% of the audience drop off every single minute. So the right. listen-through rate the, is so much higher than the view-through rate. So if your goal is to capture the hearts and minds of your listeners and your viewers, the audio is going to win every time. Right, right. That's a, that's a fair point, uh, Tracy. Now, in terms of, you know, the industry that, what, that is watching this 
podcasting. Here we are talking about the value of a particular podcast for business and brands. Now, in terms of you know uh, the engagement of people in podcast itself among the podcasters themselves, you see around ten percent, or uh, you know only only so around eighty percent of them, or whatever the number is that. After ten ten particular podcasts, they just move out. They are not they they don't are not You're talking about pod faders. <laughs> yes, yes, pod fade exactly. So, if that is that is the high rate, such a high rate of pod fade, then why should they take this particular industry so seriously? Because it can be anybody they are about to you know tie up, and that guy has faded out. What do you do with that? How do you convince them that listen? This has this industry has a lot to offer. Well, first off, it, it's a lot of bad. I'm going to say a lot of bad gurus out there, the people who are telling you, "Oh, you can podcast. This is so easy. Just turn on your mic and go." Didn't okay. teach you how to put a whole system together to go with it, right? Didn't launch it properly, so they quit before they ever get to ten episodes. It's just it, it, it's a, it's a lack of commitment and understanding how it works. And that is meaning that you just got bad mentors in that process or lack of mentors in that process. So that that's, you know, a bunch of hosting companies who go out there and say, oh, just start a podcast. All you got to do is sign up for an account or an account is free. That's even worse to me because right. free is not really free. Free isn't a commitment. I didn't commit to doing this if I bought a free, if I didn't buy an account, if I didn't actually register in and do something. So that's really where I see it going wrong. But the number one thing, so the industry has about a 73 to 80%, depending on who you ask and where the numbers come from, 73 to 80% pod fade rate, meaning out of all the two and a half million shows that are in the podcast ecosystem, only 400,000 of them are currently posting regularly, meaning week after week. And that is sad to me because there are 70 million listeners out there looking for shows, right? So they need to find a show. And we're not, we don't have enough capacity for that. Uh, Apple came out and said that only 20,000 new shows are starting every single week. So that's not a lot or every single month, rather, 20,000 shows a month. It's like nothing compared to, it was like three, four times that a couple of years ago. So really, there's not a lot of competition here. So there's a lot of room for you to, to sing, for you to do an amazing job of gaining authority in your industry, in your niche, and build a great podcast if you're going to commit to it. On our platform, we did a study that said, why do our clients not pod fade at the same rate? So we have less than a 10% pod fade rate, meaning less than 10% of our clients pod fade. Why is it? And when we found out what the difference was, is that they had their shows set up properly with the proper expectations, that they have support because we're here to support them. Right. They have coaching which comes with our hosting. So it's basically free with our accounts. So it doesn't matter how little someone spends with us, we're there to help them continue and get their questions answered because that's where they felt all alone. They quit. When you feel all alone, you're like, this isn't worth it anymore. But if you're not alone and you have accountability and you have a cheering section and you have someone providing you support, you're going to keep going. And so that's the difference for us. That's what we saw. And we've continued to make it a strategic part of what we provide in terms of services because we do not want the industry to keep this sliding. I mean, it's terrible. 
it's it, it, it shouldn't happen. And I have to say that I'm really I, I'm disappointed in Anchor because they're a significant part of that. Because Anchor came in and paid people to podcast. And um, so they offered them money and advertising. So they got all this investment in and they offered them money to advertise on their show. And all they ever did was advertise for Anchor on the show. But they paid them. And so people thought, oh, I'm going to get paid immediately. This is going to be great. But nowhere in there did it teach them how to build a good show just because they got a 100 bucks a month. Right, right. Uh, Tracy, in fact, as the industry struggles with monetization and, you know, this big thing called monetization, there was also a Bloomberg story recently which told that some podcasters are charging as much as $50,000 for one interview. 15,000, 15,000, 15, and you know, there was a lot of uh, reportage of this and people were talking about this. Now, where is that $15,000 guest? I would like to have two of them and do and go back to my village. Miss, where all, all this monetization, all these podcasters who are struggling to monetize, they are looking for those $50,000 guys. What do you, where, where, where do you, where do, where are they? Can you tell us? So, that's got to be like a Super Bowl spot. So you understand when I say that? A Super Bowl spot is something that you pay millions of dollars for 30 seconds of being associated with the Super Bowl. But there are, I guarantee you, not even a dozen shows that could command $50,000. So maybe Joe Rogan could um, because you're going to get in front of at least 2.2 million listeners at that moment in time. So maybe he can command it. My question is, is, is his audience worth 50,000 because his audience is full of young men with no money. So if that's his young, angry men with no money. And so if that's his audience, is that my audience? No, if I'm trying to sell to, you know, middle-aged women with, you know, high income, you know, over $100,000 in income, then that's not the show to go on, to advertise. And so you're really paying for an ad spot. Really, that's what you're doing by guesting on this show. So you're pay doing paid content. And the reality is, is that some, it's going to come back to bite those people because, the industry is going to get wise to it and they're going to have to mark their show as paid content. Then it's no better than an infomercial at the end of the day. And why would I listen to a show that's 100% infomercial? They're going to lose their listeners. It's a rapid decline to doing that. So I'm not a fan at all of paid spots. I refuse to pay for them myself. And I, But there is such a thing as if you want to rush the show, like if you need me to make sure that my show is produced in a timely manner because your book is launching, then I could accept some money for that. That's different to rush the, rush the production costs me money. So if you want to subsidize that cost, we can do that. I hear podcasters doing that and I respect that because the production cost is high. So if you can offset that with some, you know, with some rush fees and other things, then you should do that. But to, if you're going to pay 50000 you better get a guaranteed return on that. Right, right. So let's talk about the present industry, which is struggling with pod fades. And you people are doing a lot to help them, you know, and take away a lot of their troubles through poditize. So tell us about poditize so that people know that it's not time for them to fade away yet. <laughs> well, we're specifically here to help people who already have a show set up, audit their show and understand what they need to do next to get it really of high value. What is missing in their show? And it can be silly things like 
you only did 400 characters in your description instead of 4,000 and it's preventing you from being seen for the right keywords. Silly things like that in your setup. And then to bigger things like uh, the set, the way your show is sounds isn't of great enough quality to be worthy of advertisement or worthy of the right level of quality pro guests. So like we can talk, we, those are the things we look and evaluate for. But the significant part is that Podetize does everything from setup and strategy to help you set up a show so that you don't fall into that trap of not getting the value out of it to post-production and doing everything from video to audio to blog to social share in a reasonable price. And we also do hosting and our technology for hosting allows you to promote your own things. That's what we're known for. Being able to promote your own masterclasses, your own books, your own series, your own membership groups, being able to drop those ads in and take them out at any given time is really what we're special, we specialize in. And then of course, if you do want to use that with sponsors and advertisers, you can sell your advertising on a monthly basis and make more money that way as because your show is growing. Because if I lock in a contra, a, an, an ad into an episode it, and it gets tons and tons of listens and it goes viral, I'm stuck and I didn't get any more payment for that than I did during that time period where I was saying, oh, I'll sell it to you for $20 per every thousand listens that it gets. So this is way we can look at alternative monetization in how we do things and we can set yourself your show up for that. So that's kind of what we're specialized in. But most importantly, what we care about is that the industry keeps going. So we don't want to just sell people a podcast. We want to sell people a podcast that it's going to go for years. Right, right, Tracy. So how do people connect with you? Podcasters, industry, how do they connect with you, take your help and associate with you? Well, podetize.com is the easiest way for you to go to there. So go right there. There's an audit. There's a calendar. You can link and get an audit of your show if you've already got one. If you want to talk about starting a new one, you can go there as well and tell them that that's what you're a new podcaster and you're interested in talking about your new idea that you have for your show. So that's one way. We also have Feed Your Brand and The Binge Factor. Those two shows are our shows for podcasters. So the binge factor are success stories. AJ is going to be on my show soon, and we're going to get to talk about his podcast and what it's done for his business. So you can get some success stories about how people use a podcast to market their industry, their business, to create authority. That's what that show's about. And feature brand are all like tactics and success tips and social media masterclasses and all kinds of things that we offer and do to teach people little bits and things that they might want to adapt and, and use within their show. So there are ongoing coaching right there. Right, Tracy, right. You see, there is so much to learn from you and obviously earn out of all that learning. But in the, it, it's only been half an hour and that's not, uh, we, we cannot learn everything. At least I cannot learn. And you already got three podcasts. This is one more podcast. So there is so much to, you know, look up to you, see, uh, listen to your podcast, get all the free resources, join Poditize and do all that. So that's for the future or the coming months. But in a nutshell, for the industry, for the podcasters, if, if you can tell, what exactly they should keep in mind to keep their podcast valuable enough for themselves as well as for the industry to collaborate with. So think about this. Your authority, right? Your industry authority, your business authority, how you compare against your competitors depends on how you stand in rankings. 
that a digital bot controls. As much as we might be an absolute expert in our industry and everybody loves us who works with us, if they can't find us, then we aren't doing our jobs. So we have to be as digitally savvy as we are professionally savvy in our industry. And doing both things matters. So if we could do something that does it for us, that works in our favor, that is continually building that digital footprint, that digital authority, then we should do it. And this is why I love video, podcast, audio, all the way to blog. I love the whole thing because it does it for you in deep ways that are wholly tied to my voice, to who I am, to what I represent, where anything else that I do is crafted. And it takes more time, more energy, and it's not as authentically real. So if you are struggling with being seen, heard, and found, then thinking about podcasting, video casting, and podcasting together might be for you. Great. Great. Great for all the insights and learning. Tracy, thank you so much. With this, it's a very it's a it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you once again.